Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Band of Brothers podcast. I'm Steph, one of the team's press officers, and today we're here with our young Belgian rider Kian Uthebrooks, the latest winner of the Tour de l'Avenir. So Kian, thanks for joining us for your second appearance on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> and as always, I'm also joined by Andreas Hartmann. Andal, how are you? Yeah, good. Hi Steph and welcome back Kian. Um, yeah. Last time on the podcast was ahead of Amstel Gold Race, I think, in April. So yes, there's a lot to talk about, I would say. <laughs> um, let's start at the very beginning, Kian. You stepped up to Bora Hansgrohe directly from Team Auto Eda and the junior ranks. How big was that step for you? Yeah, it was for sure no, not uh, the easiest step and it was also like a risk uh, because yeah, it could be the the step uh, too big and uh, yeah, in the beginning it was also not easy in the races. Like I know my, my first race was quite okay from feeling, uh, also, but also the level was not too high there. Uh, but like I had some races in the beginning where I was really suffering and then you, you think sometimes, wow, is it maybe a little bit too fast, uh, to go now already to the professionals? But then, yeah, a little bit later, I started really feeling good also in the bunch and, uh, and also I could participate a little bit in the races and, and then, yeah, you, you mentally state change and, uh, then uh, you think maybe it was not a bad decision. Yeah. So I'm sure there were quite a few differences for you, but if you could single out one thing, what would you say was the biggest change that you noticed when you came to us? Oh, the biggest change. And like, it's just, it, everything goes so much faster. Like in the junior races, okay, it's also suffering in the end and you need to attack, blah, blah, blah. But here the speed is so high, the speed and the descents and for sure the the thing what was the biggest problem for me and the thing that shocked me the most was the crosswind <laughs> i remember the cross <laughs> the crosswind in saudi arabia it was like being in in the war or something was really i say i need to survive here in this race just uh, every day uh, trying to to uh, get to the finish line uh, yeah <laughs> that was really the crosswind i i never had a, i had that experience in my life let's say um so you've never had uh, crosswinds in the junior races but what changed in terms of environment compared to team auto eda in which areas would you say the support from the team is different now yeah yeah in our team auto either the support was already really professional i think if we compare it to other junior teams we are one of the most professional teams, I would say. We have good bikes, we, we have a mechanic, we have uh, physio with us. But in professionals, it, it really becomes different. Uh, we have much more people who can help us. So, uh, yeah, you really get really fast the massage and everything. But also, most important, there are really much more possibilities in the material, like the gears on the bike. Uh, so, yeah, that was something that I 
didn't talk about in the beginning, but like in the professionals, they talk for every stage about which gears we should use. In the juniors, uh, yeah, okay, this was the gear and there is no other option. Um, and this was really something like the gears, the tires, like we have rain tires, we have normal tires. Uh, and uh, yeah, every... There are such more, uh, such uh, many more meat details, and and uh, yeah, that's really different to the juniors, and and also from environment from the pro team. Yeah, we are much more supported for sure on in that part. Did anything take you in surprise by particular? So when you came to our team, that you thought, oh, I really didn't expect this. Like, this is something that I couldn't have envisaged. Oh well, I, yeah. What I didn't expect was was sometimes that it that it went so fast in the races that that uh, the speed is so high because yeah you cannot sometimes we go in the descent like 100k per hour and that was something what I yeah in the junior races that was never an option also because we had not such a big gear so yeah you, you see the, the speed is so high and and that was for me yeah the most shocked thing let's say also yeah together with the crosswind this was really uh yeah yeah really shocking for me i i am also more a climber so you need to to imagine it's yeah like for a smaller uh not so heavy guy uh being there between big guys that's uh, <laughs> yeah that that was really shock- shocking yeah can more and more young guys and especially juniors of course um, decide to skip the under 23. How do you think about this? Do you have an explanation for this? Yeah, so I think, you know, everything becomes so much more uh, yeah, professional already in the juniors. So like all juniors have now like a, a professional trainer. Uh, also the material is there much more professional. So I think... If we see now 2022, the juniors are already treated as uh, maybe under 23 guys, maybe some guys already as professional cyclists. And I think that make that, yeah, that uh, under 23 category is maybe, maybe not needed because you make already some steps from the under 17 to the under 19. Actually, you do the step of the yeah the improvement in training and in material is already made if you go to uh, the junior category on the other side the body is maybe not ready to to uh, to accept like the long distances and races and and uh, yeah suffering so much and i think personally i don't know if it's if it's good for every rider um, to make this step already i think just from from uh, training side and and from how professional it is to do that that's easy but i think sometimes it's it's yeah it's a risk like uh, if you don't accept accept uh, the training volume and the the yeah the races then you can kill yourself and uh, yeah some bodies accept it already on this age but some yeah i think you will also kill some riders Another thing uh, I wanted to ask about is your race preparation. So now with us at this level, how have you changed the way that you approach when a race is going to come up? How have you changed how you prepare with your coach? Yeah, so yeah, 
I know before when I did a race in the in the juniors or even the years before, like days before was really resting, 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 doing nothing, uh, eating, 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 and uh, <laughs> nice that, that was my way. Yeah, <laughs> that was my uh, preparation for a race, and and now this really changed. Like we really train hard till maybe one day, sometimes in front or or two days, and. Uh, yeah, and then, then we start just recovering and also that, that can work to be good in the race. I, I also feel that I even need now some hours, the days in front of the race, but we have like almost a little bit the same preparation if we just look the days in front. Uh, and that's like we do, I don't know, uh, two hour ride with some activations. Uh, so via, some VO2 max trading inside or, uh, some lactate clearance. Um, so that's, that's basically also nothing special. But also just like the preparation of a stage race, for example, that was also something really new to me. Like the training camps in front, like the hours we can make there and the, the meters of altitude. I think this year and, and preparations of uh, of yeah stage races, I think I suffered never so hard as in do those training camps. Um, so uh, yeah, you really see always what, what your body can accept and and in the end, uh, if you stay mentally healthy, I think, yeah, you can really, really accept a lot of training and make the body always stronger and stronger. Let's talk about your season a bit. You did your first race at Saudi Tour. Um, we've already talked about the crosswinds. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you been surprised by the level of racing and the speed there? Yeah, so yeah, actually Saudi Tour was really just, yeah, really special for me. Also, I, I know I remember we had one day uh, where we had a stage with the whole stage like a crosswind uh, from, yeah, from the head. And uh, yeah, there like already before the stage, they were talking from, I need to be in the front and you need to be in the echelon and yeah, it's important. But there I knew already, okay, this will be like the hell for me <laughs> to, to survive this thing. And I remember that after, I don't know how many kilometers it was. I think maybe five. I was in the last echelon <laughs> in, in that stage together with, I was happy. There was one Belgium guy, Thomas de Ghent, also in the, in that echelon. So I could talk a bit, but like there was also in the same stage, like a sandstorm. Uh, so we could see nothing and you know there, there happened so much like even uh, a car who came across of, uh, of us and then in one time uh, yeah went off the road and crashed and you know it was really like yeah like in the war was Saudi Arabia race uh, so uh, yeah that, that was for me a, really an experience for sure <laughs> yeah um, so looking at your your whole season so The Saudi tour was obviously quite a show. Yeah, um, it was a shock. Look, <laughs> I, I was look, thinking, why did I become professional? Is this really the world where I will will be in at least for three years? <laughs> is this what is this what I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> so, how did the rest of the the season go for you? Your first year as a pro. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the races that followed. Or was it all just as exciting as, as the Saudi tour? Full gas? No, no. Yeah, actually there was a lot of full gas in this uh, in this season but uh, like the rest was more normal uh, was more like I expected also a little bit 
maybe I was also surprised about really the the rhythm that uh, they write on the on the long climbs. Like uh, when some teams go in the front and really start pulling there, that's also really impressive. That you are just following uh, there on the last climb and you are already I don't know at. 420 watts in the wheels and then the uh, attack even need uh, still to come uh, so uh, yeah that, there were a lot of things that I that I saw and and that was uh, what I really discovered but in general it was it was really nice I I uh, I know also like in Tour of the Alps what was my first uh, yeah really mountain stage race uh yeah, there I was also suffering every day, but also there it was really nice to to ride next to you know such big big names like also yeah maybe he didn't won the race or was good in shape, but like Chris Froome was there, Thibaut Pinot, and you know those guys were for me always examples. And then to ride you know against them was really nice there, and uh, yeah, I think just this year in general I had really a nice program. I I could do some some nice races like also tour of Norway and, and, uh, yeah, I think what was really nice was that I could actually in every race battle to, uh, to try to, to go for the GC. Uh, okay. I knew also I will not never win, but like the team gave me the opportunity to really battle like every race and to, uh, yeah, to learn that process. And uh, yeah, also like the riders of the team really supported me there and and uh, giving me tips always and and looking what I did wrong and then came came they came after the race to me to say okay Kian we you you can improve in this and in this and you need to do this and also the sport directors and yeah that was really nice. You've just talked about your free role um, in in some races this season. Did you also feel? Um, a bit more pressure there? Well, I would not really say pressure. It was also like my my first year as a professional. For sure, if they if they say to you, yeah, you have a free role and you can go for the GC, that will always put a bit of pressure on you. If uh, if they would say, yeah, Kian, you just need to survive till the I don't know before last climb and pull there a bit and then you can drop. That's for sure. Maybe less pressure. But just from the mentally that I have, I, I put also the pressure on me. So for me, it didn't matter if they, they would put a little bit of pressure. But I, I had not really the feeling, I didn't felt it as pressure. It was like, if you make mistakes, it's nothing is wrong. Like, uh, yeah, if you can go for the GC, you try it. And, and if not, it's no problem. So... Yeah, I really felt actually from the team side, not too much pressure, but from myself, I put always pressure on myself. So, yeah. So it sounds like your first season with us has gone pretty well uh, from your own judgments. What are the areas that you think you most want to improve in looking into the future? And where do you think is your biggest potential to make those improvements? Yeah, so I, I think if we talk about what the qualities are, what we have now at the moment is... I think what I discovered this year is that I am really good, like in the in the longer climbs, uh, like I can survive the shorter climbs, uh, like also I for for example Tour de Wallonie also, uh, those are really shorter climbs, and I also felt there that this is something where I I suffer more 
where uh, yeah where I where I can survive and maybe not like in a stage race lose too much time but I will never I think be the best in, in these things for sure also something like Amstel Gold Race uh, was uh, something uh, new for me and there I also saw yeah Kian maybe you will never become the best classic rider uh, so uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah I think my qualities are really in the in the longer climbs uh, I think that's really what something what I discovered this year also in the Tour de l'Avenir okay it was an under 23 race but there was really like my my biggest strengths but uh, something what I really want to improve for next year is what I saw also this year uh, what was not so good actually in my opinion was the time trial uh, normally I have also really qualities there uh, we started this also last year I, I was second at the Europeans uh, national champion and six at the world's and this was something where I didn't felt so good uh, this year and I think this is really something where we need to work on for next year. We are also on it, so we will try to improve this for next year. Uh, and it's also something important uh, if we want to become in the future more type of GC rider. Um, so I think this is really the the thing what we need to improve for next year. And for sure, we need also we have still so much to do. Uh, I have a whole list uh, with me what I <laughs> I have worked for the next five years <laughs> so uh, to improve. <laughs> Would you say you've adapted to world tour level already in general? Well, adapted. I, I think finishing the races is also will will be possible. I think. Uh, but what what means adapted um, means that that you can fight already. You know. Uh, in those races uh, I, I think like the world level is still uh, a little bit higher uh, than the races I did now I think I had on one side maybe also the look that with the situation that uh, like a lot of teams were fighting for their position in world tour that they also send it like a lot of good guys to the smaller races and that I could fight against them so that made me already a little bit stronger um, so I, I think yeah I think f for next year, for sure, we, we will have made uh, a step and maybe be be ready for it. But uh, therefore, I don't say that, that we would be ready to really already go there for results, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really difficult to tell. Uh, I never did yet a stage race in the World Tour. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's difficult to tell. Uh, what it will be but i think uh yeah that that maybe can be the next step uh, yeah next to world tour racing you did a very important under 23 race this season uh, which was the tour de l'avenir and um, you actually won it was this victory your biggest success uh, so far yeah i think i think so yeah because uh yeah, in the end, it's the, the biggest race in the under 23. It's it's like the Tour de France of the under 23 a little bit. And uh, yeah, for me, this was really my, my biggest success also because like, uh, yeah, I, I could win two stages also there. And I had also like the, the Polka dot jersey, U jersey and, and like the yellow jersey. And that was just like, I never had this before. Also not in the juniors like that I, uh, yeah, could finish it off like this and uh, yeah for me this was really the biggest race and uh, that I that I won in my career and 
the nicest nice thing about it was that we really sat already with the team together in when was it i think november of the or december last year and really said uh, okay this will be our main goal we want to prepare this and we made a plan to prepare it with altitude camps with like a whole uh, a whole story around and yeah also dan was then with me uh, dan lorang my trainer on the in the training camp uh, together so we yeah we really did it like together with the team and trying to prepare it and and did, and don't forget to yeah do things wrong and uh yeah, to finish it then off, it's it's really nice, yeah. And Tour de l'Avenir was also the longest stage race that you've done and you're considered to be a stage racer. Um, did this confirm then your future G- GC ambitions in a Grand Tour, perhaps? Uh, I think I think on one side, what we saw there is, okay, we we became actually better day by day, so that was, that was positive. Uh, also, the altitude was not... Uh, a big problem there uh, because it, we had like one stage uh, we went to 2800 meter I think uh, of altitude so so that was interesting to see um, but still this is like a race of, of uh, yeah one and a half week let's say uh, so three weeks is still different I think um, but for sure I think our qualities are uh, to be a GC rider, um, but yeah, we will see in the future what will what will happens. Uh, but I think we cannot yet compare this to uh, I don't know a Vuelta or something or uh, Giro. There you will again discover what the body will do in the third week. Uh, but if we really just look to the to the capacity what we have uh, in performance tests, for example, then. We think, uh, yeah, that that the three week race w- was really hard, so with a lot of climbs would suit me the best. But this is just from numbers and from science and from this is not for sure what what's unreal. So uh, yeah, we will see it in the future what it will bring. It can be good, it can be bad, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we will see. It was half a grand tour already. <laughs> yeah that's true um for you did it all play out as expected or have there been some struggles as well in lavenir actually there has been a lot of struggles uh the i i remember that the first day i did that race uh so the, after the first stage i was thinking what am i doing here because it was so stressful everywhere crashes also i crashed already on the first day uh, I, I had like a puncture after after 1k and I crashed after 15k. So uh, it was really nice welcome to this race and also the like the other days I was in crashes then like the the car uh, I had a puncture and then I needed like a new wheel from the national team car then I needed to wait like three minutes and stuff like that and yeah so it was I, I knew that when I started that uh, in the mountains I had. I think almost two two minutes or something. I was behind. 
I got also like a, a fine or a penalty on the, the climb uh, on the yeah. So the the UCI gave me a penalty, my first penalty in my life, uh, uh, because I I I would grab a bottle. I don't know at 9.8 kilometer from the end, and the rule was 10 kilometer from the end. But I saw someone from the national team. I say, ah, all good. Eh? Uh, say I will drink something, and uh, yeah, then uh, I got a penalty. They say it at the finish line. Yeah, you get the penalty. And then I was thinking, I I didn't hit somebody or or, or crash somebody <laughs> somewhere. But uh, yeah, so it was for that. But yeah, that made that in the end uh, we lost two minutes in front of the mountains. What was in my head? Maybe something from okay, maybe Lavanid is over from the side for the GC. Uh, we will need to go for stages. But then yeah day by day I felt better and, and could take some time on the others and uh, yeah then it was, it was for sure very nice to finish it off but it, I needed to invest a lot of energy let's say to to recover it. So looking ahead to the next season or the next few seasons what sort of races would you like to do and what is the plan for the next few years? Yeah so I, I think we really need to to go step by step because uh, if we talk about the next season, like what a lot of journalists also would ask is like, would you go to a Grand Tour next year? And uh, and there in my, my head, I think this is really a decision we need to make with the team if we would do that. And uh, for me, nothing is necessary. Like you can better go too slow than too fast in, in this case. And uh, yeah, I think what would be nice is just like, now we battled like for the top 10, sometimes top five. Okay, we had one top three in, a, in another GC race like the Cibio Tour. Uh, but yeah, just maybe improving there in those one week stage races. Maybe battle there for, I don't know, a better position in those GC races. Um, maybe do something like, I don't know, Catalonia um, or uh, maybe Dauphiné, something like that. I think that's also already a big step to go there. Uh, and uh, and just improving, like improving on time trial next year, uh, improving on nutrition, uh, do all those things. Because I think if you go, in my opinion, if I go to a, a Grand Tour, I really want to have like all the details ready to, to go there and to say, okay, now we are ready to do this. And uh, I think we need to do the, the whole learning process in front um, and yeah, really going step by step and make sure that we are ready for it. And uh, yeah, we will see how fast it go. But I think for next year, from that side, nothing is nothing is ne- necessary. You just make, need to make a next step. And uh, yeah, that's it. In general, are you happy with your development this season? Yeah, yeah. I think I I am really happy about how it how it went. I I didn't expect that I uh, I could better already for uh, for the GC in, in those stage races that I that I would win. Lavenir was really out of uh, my ideas. Okay, I wanted really like my idea was okay, just learning in all the races, and then Lavenir maybe like battling there for the GC like what I did in the other stage races in the pros um, so uh, yeah for me the season was perfect I, I think we really did everything like it must I think the program was 
was the best what we could have because I knew also like the, like a lot of persons say, yeah, the program at Borahans Grew is this not too hard for for you and and what will they give you? But I think uh, we can really be an example for a lot of riders who would do the step to to uh, the world tour from under 19. I think uh, yeah, we just managed it perfect and the team managed it perfect. Like the the riders around and. I also really feel now, and I think that's the most important because I think that's the most important what we needed to do for this season. It's like feeling good in the team after one season because in the end you you are new in a in a team with a lot of old guys, and uh, yeah, that's not all. That's not always easy because uh, yeah, you are still so young and and they also don't know what they need to expect from you, and. Uh, yeah, I really feel good now and uh yeah, I'm I'm happy in the team and uh like the guys helps me help me in the race and like uh Patrick Gamper for example also he he is really like a teacher for me a lot of times in the race and and that's just nice. So I think we can really be happy about how it went. It can always goes better. It can also also always goes less good. So uh I think we are really on a good way and uh now for next year again we need to improve. Short fire question. Which was the hardest race of the season for you? The hardest race of the season. Oh, now I need to... <laughs> the, 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 everything was like really hard. <laughs> But uh, I remember uh, the Saudi tour was really surviving. Uh, I think this one is forever in my head. Uh, I also don't know if I want to go back next year. I think we also need to put this in the performance plan for next year. No Saudi tour. We learned the echelons. So now is the next step. Uh, I think we are fine with that. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the Saudi tour. Yeah, it's forever in my... It's history for me, the Saudi tour. It's, uh, yeah... <laughs> Emil Herzog recently became junior world champ in Australia. You know Emil from last year as a teammate at uh, Team Auto Eda. What's your opinion on him? What kind of guy is he and how much potential do you see in him? Oh yeah, I, I, I saw like already on the, the first training camp that I did with him in the, yeah, so the first recycling camp in the Garda Lake. Uh, yeah, it's a guy who eats really a lot. That's that was my first uh, impression. Like he eats a lot, and he is like not so disciplined. He's more like just fun, and and he takes it easy. Uh, on the other side, when he is on the bike and training, he really trains hard and he he works hard for it. But it's like just a nice guy, and uh, yeah. What I saw last year, like he, he was also still, you know, not so skinny. So, but he rode really hard. So he was climbing up the hills easily. And, uh, but he, he looked not like skinny or he was, I don't know, 75 kilogram or something. But that, there you saw already. Okay. This guy has a lot of potential also in the races. He is so motivated and he wants to, wants to battle for it. And yeah. For me, maybe from from the team of last year, he was the guy maybe with the most potential. I think of the uh, team out of either squad there. Uh, yeah, I think yeah he will never become more a GC rider, but it's more like a type of Van Aert, I think. Uh, and yeah, if you saw like yeah he was now third in the in the time trial, and and now how he won to today the race, it's yeah. 
it's just amazing and it's 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 what i also thought about him and uh, i looked also to the race and uh, yeah what i saw there was uh, emil herzog stays also emil herzog because i was sure that he was the strongest of the two guys in the front just like he's so open and he just talks and <laughs> yeah like he's just funny like if you look at the race of him yeah it's just funny so yeah i think it's really someone from for the future because okay Now uh, he won the junior uh, world championship, but uh, I'm sure in the pros he will also work. And something else about him, he decided to go to the under 23 level first. What do you think of his choice to do that? Yeah, I, I think it's not bad. Uh, like going to the professionals directly is a risk. Uh, so uh, I think maybe from his qualities, I, I am pretty sure that he was able uh to make the step uh but on the other side you also need to take in mind that the type of rider he is is like really a classic rider so then i think it's a guy for tour of flanders for uh maybe also the walloon classics in the future but to put a guy now already maybe in reza's tour of flanders that will also maybe not work directly so why not doing one year tour of flanders and all the other classics in under 23 category getting known the course because that's really something important what's what's more difficult than professionals because it goes so so hard from the beginning um so i think with doing one year of under 23 you cannot go do something wrong you can go too slow but with going too slow is nothing wrong it's worse if you go too fast so uh, i think it's a smart choice and there you also see that he's really calm in it and that uh Yeah, he don't want to burn himself and also just wants to go step by step. And the last question. So overall, how would you sum up your year with us? Skipping the under-23s, coming straight to, to us. How has it been? Yeah, it's it's just been epic. <laughs> Let's say it like that. It, yeah, it all went like, like it, it must go. And uh, yeah, I think we have nothing to regret uh we did what we wanted and uh yeah we we just need to stay calm and and work on on next season and uh yeah developing ourselves and that's what i like and uh yeah okay so kian thanks very much for taking the time out to join us for this episode it was great to have you thank you stephanie it was really nice <laughs> and andal thank you as well as always yeah thanks kian and uh See you soon for the team camp in Ötztal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There we will have fun again. So a big thanks to you, Kian, and also Andreas. And last but not least, thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. We hope to see you again for our next episode. 